everybody and welcome to Aussie Politics with Alex. Today is Sunday the 27th of September. Now today, compared to last week, hasn't been as big of a week in news and politics and current affairs. But I just thought I'd talk about a bit of things that have been happening in regards to what's followed the happenings of last week. So firstly, following uh, Victoria's case numbers going firmly down, the Health Minister, Jenny Makakos, after being thrown under the bus a bit almost by Daniel Andrews, has resigned. Um, Daniel Andrews right now isn't too popular with the Liberals especially and there's been some matters within his own party. But it remains to be seen whether or not there'll be a leadership challenge. But the, the Victorian Labour Party will not try and replace their leader during a crisis such as this, but maybe prior to the next Victorian election. That'll be something they'll look at. Um, also happening this week, we've had Donald Trump nominating Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, potential replacement. Um, her, the name of the person that, he, that uh, he's nominated is Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, she's in her late 40s, she has seven kids, and will be a significantly conservative voice on the Supreme Court um, after replacing the very liberal Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, interestingly, she'll actually be the first Supreme Court Justice to have school-aged children, so just a fun little trivia tidbit. <laughs> um, one almost comedic thing that I noticed was that the Republican Senate majority has already released a t-shirt um, which is trying to rip off the nickname they had for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Notorious BRG, with the Notorious ACB for Annie Comey Barrett. <clears throat> um, and yes, so literally four hours ago when they announced the thing, they already have a new t-shirt uh, spruiking their Supreme Court nominee which I thought was really interesting. Um, so it looks like that Amy Coney Barrett will be nominated to the Supreme Court. I think there's 38 days till the election. But interestingly, after the election, they can call back the Senate for a lame uh, They call it a lame duck session. And they can nominate it um, after, following the election. And while it looks incredibly democratic, it's something that the majority of the Senate can actually do. Uh... Uh, also happening back in Australia this week is that JobKeeper has been reduced significantly. I think by about $300 a fortnight. So this is happening at a time when Victoria is only just coming out of lockdown and uh, the jobless rate, while seemingly low, if you factor in the underemployment rate and the number of people on JobKeeper, is floating somewhere around 13%. So removing support from people that need it uh, isn't... I mean, it's something that the Liberal government has to do ideologically, and of course the Labour is always going to push the other way, but uh, fiscally-wise, we'll find out more about their potential stimulus package ahead of the October budget, uh, which will be interesting to see what Josh Frydenberg has prepared for that. But it's this week has almost been um, trying to figure out the direction Australia will take following the coronavirus pandemic and the direction America will take following the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. After such a big week last week, it's almost been like the entire like political community has just been finding their feet and trying to figure out what's happening in the political landscape. Uh, interestingly, not to be outdone, the ACT, um, the Australian Capital Territory, has an election coming up this year, and early voting has begun today. Um, interestingly, there's actually not a majority government there. It's a Labour-Greens coalition, which has allowed 
such progressive proposals as legalizing uh, cannabis for some uses in the ACT to be happening. I think it's the first state and first state and territory in Australia to do it. And that's all because of it's a Greens Labor coalition government. So Labor will be looking to increase their majority so that they're not reliant on the Greens pushing them further to the left. <coughs> and the Liberals will be looking to take one or two seats off Labor to try and regain the um to try and regain the majority. Interestingly, happening in ACT politics is that they don't really have as big proposals as New South Wales. I mean, one of the Liberal Party's key uh, policy... Uh, what's it called? Policy proposals. Is that they'll allow families with three people in a car to use bus lanes. That's one of their main policy proposals. And since the ACT is so small and they have a population of about 800,000, the elections aren't run on such a big scale as in New South Wales and some of the other territories. And um, the Labor and the Greens government has actually been in office for 19 years. And um, the Greens are looking to grow their seats, but this is the highest position of power they've been nationally, even, since the Julie Gillard uh, coalition government with the Greens, which I thought was really interesting. Um, there's some things that's been happening recently, like they've had a new light rail um, and uh, Canberra Hospital expansion happening in uh, Canberra. Those are the big flashy things that Labor's been doing. But that's, I think that those kind of big infrastructure proposals that Labor's really running on, that's really what they're focusing on to try and uh, remain in government and running on their record as, um, ha as more big infrastructure projects will bring Canberra to the forefront of Australia and to act as significant economic stimulus to pull them out of the coronavirus pandemic. Now, I could be reading that wrong, but running an election with a brand new light rail line and such important infrastructure assets is a really, really big asset for Labor. And they'll and I think they'll want to vote for the incumbents considering how low the coronavirus uh, cases are in the SCT. So I'm going to call, not on any polling, but uh, my gut says that the Labor, Labor will win the election, maybe in a Greens coalition, maybe as a majority in their own right. That'll... That'll be that'll remain to be seen. Um, other than that, lastly, New South Wales has had no new COVID cases today, on the first day, on the last day of the school term, in a in a way, maybe the second day of the holidays, depending on how you measure it. But this is because a lot of people have been trying to warn the Australian, the New South Wales public, about not about staying away from places where big indoor gatherings, such as shopping centres, cinemas, etc. And that's always been a worry ahead of the school holidays because now kids will be out at shopping centres and hopefully not, but they, they could very well spread the coronavirus further. But this is the first time New South Wales has had no new COVID cases for three months, which is really interesting since pretty much the start of the pandemic. <clears throat> and that's really all I have to say today. I haven't had uh, too much time to prepare today and I'm sure as you've noticed, the microphone quality wasn't as good today, and I'm really sorry about that. I'm, I've got to get that fixed, and I've just been a bit busy today. But if you've made it to the end of this episode um, and put up with the terrible mic quality, thanks so much for listening to my podcast. Make sure you give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people to find the show. And check out my Instagram, where I'll keep you all updated on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Stay safe.